Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. Happy Hanukkah, Chag Urim Sameach, Afrelech and Hanukkah. On this final day of Hanukkah, this is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Open your eyes, you'll realize my sacrifice. 
the yellow pecan, the yellow green eyes, the yellow tree eyes, the yellow new blue eyes, the yellow nehu eyes. All of this is the yellow pecan, the yellow green eyes, the yellow tree eyes, the yellow new blue eyes, the yellow milkhu Lie, lie, lie. 
lyrical candles on my vehicle Eight nights, gonna shine invincible No longer be divisible Born through the struggle Keep on moving through all this hustle Head up, head down through all of the bustle New York City, wanna flex your muscle Look so down, look so puzzled Huddle around your fire through all the rubble Bound to stumble and fall But my strength comes not from man at all Bound to stumble and fall But my strength comes not from man at all Tomorrow, wipe away your tears and your sorrow, sunrise in the sky. Like a narrow, no need to worry, no need to cry. Light up your mind, no longer be blind. Him who searches will find. Leave your problems behind. You will shine like a fire in the sky. What's the reason we're alive? Reason we're alive. to stumble and fall, but my strength comes not from man at all. Bound to stumble and fall, but my strength comes not from man at all. Ashki Khom Toy Rasekh Lahavi Ramekh 
J.M. in the A.M. Happy Hanukkah on this eighth day of Hanukkah. Zos Hanukkah at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, you heard the uh, Bimei Matisyahu from Pure Soul. Matisyahu performed Miracle. Al Hanisim from Yoli Leibowitz and from Shalshalis Jr. 613, excuse me, 613 at the Star Wars Hanukkah. 
Ma'oz Tour, done by Ruvain Garber, Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masecha Hashem. And of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's a Monday on this December 30th, day two in the month of Teves, the year 5780. It is the eighth day of Hanukkah. And this is how the holiday wraps up. In Israel, just a couple hours remaining. Here in the uh, New York area, about uh, 10 hours left at a big holiday. Uh, still today, uh, we say uh, we say Hallel, we say uh, Al-Hanisim. And that'll do it for the big holiday of Hanukkah. Which has been quite interesting, to say the least. Many of you are aware of the fact that uh, there was a, a terrible episode in a Muncie, New York, a stabbing attack Saturday night in Rabbi Rottenberg Shul. The New York Post this morning writes, the man accused of using a machete to hack five Hanukkah celebrants is a schizophrenic who is now being investigated in the earlier stabbing of a Jewish man near a synagogue in the same Rockland County town. The revelations came Sunday as grisly new details of Saturday night's assault in Muncie came to light, including that accused attacker Grafton Thomas was covered in blood when cops arrested him in Harlem. Thomas, 38 years old, apparently tried to destroy evidence of his guilt. The uh, Rockland District Attorney Michael Duganzik said in a Ramapo town court he cited a strong smell of bleach in the car he was driving. Thomas, who lives with his mom in Greenwood Lake, Orange County, was ordered held in lieu of $5 million bail after his lawyer entered not guilty pleas. The five counts of attempted murder and one count of burglary in the attack. The rampage marked the latest in a string of attacks targeting Orthodox Jews in and around New York City including the killing of three people at a Jersey City kosher market this month by two assailants who had fatally shot a local detective. Authorities, including the FBI, are now investigating whether Thomas is tied to a recent stabbing near a Muncie synagogue, according to a law enforcement official. In that case, a 30-year-old man was beaten and repeatedly knived while walking to shul at 5.30 in the morning, November the 20th. Thomas's vehicle was seen near that scene, and he was later questioned by Ramapo police as a person of interest, but released without being charged. Wendy Page of Harriman United Methodist Church in Orange County, who claims to have been Thomas's pastor for 10 years, said he was diagnosed with schizophrenia at age 18 and has had medications he's supposed to be on. Page also said that Thomas's mom tried to have him committed during a May 19th court hearing, but the doctors refused to treat him against his will. He's not a violent person. He is a confused person. We apologize to the victim's families for him, she said. On Saturday, Thomas allegedly had a scarf wrapped around his face when he stormed the basement of Rabbi Chaim Rottenberg's home and began swinging a machete at partygoers at around 10 p.m., I tried to get him to chase me, but he went into the kitchen to go after more people, said Yosef Gluck. I picked up a coffee table and threw it at his face. Gluck said he followed as the attacker left the house and headed toward the synagogue. When the attacker found congregation Netzach Yisrael locked, he fled in a car parked around the corner. The NYPD released videos Sunday showing two cops arresting Thomas at gunpoint at West 144th Street and Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard. Prosecutors said Thomas was granted a conditional dismissal of menacing 
and reckless endangerment charges in Greenwood Lake last summer, and his lawyer said his only conviction was for a driving-related violation. He was busted for allegedly possessing a 38 caliber revolver with a defaced serial number in Brooklyn in March 2011 for punching a police horse in June of 2002. This comes from the uh, New York Post uh, this morning. Our, um, our wishes with the victims of this attack as we continue to wonder... As we continue to wonder what uh, what we can expect uh, as more and more attacks on members of the Jewish community, it seems, continue to crop up in uh, different cities around the country and in this area at an alarming rate. If you've kept track, it's been an alarming rate. The uh, recent attacks in places like Crown Heights and Manhattan, etc. The New York Times writes, when he was caught, the intruder was still covered in the blood of his victims. Five Hasidic Jews he had stabbed wildly with a machete at, rabbi, at a rabbi's home while candles on the Hanukkah manure still burned. But the toll might have been worse had those assembled not fought back, hitting the intruder with pieces of furniture, forcing him to retreat. He had concealed his face with a scarf when he burst into the home at about 10 p.m. Saturday. At the beginning, he started wielding his machete, trying to hit everyone around, according to Yosef Gluck. In terror, people fled the room. Gluck recalled dashing into the kitchen, scooping up a small child and going down a back porch. Gluck returned, saw an older victim bleeding heavily and tried confront the attacker, I grabbed an old antique coffee table and threw it at his face. Suspect was arrest- arrested in Harlem after police traced his license plate using a photo of Mr. Gluck, a photo Mr. Gluck had taken of the intruder's car as he fled the scene. Police have not disclosed a motive. Much about the attack remained a mystery Sunday, including why the assailant chose the rabbi's home. Governor Cuomo referred to the rampage as an act of domestic terrorism. NYPD had already said Friday that it was stepping up patrols in Jewish neighborhoods after a series of anti-Semitic incidents last week. See what happens. We will see what happens. I um, um, I want to point out yesterday there was a church shooting in Texas and... Uh, Unfortunately, a couple of people were killed, but the entire episode lasted just a few seconds because of all the armed guards and armed uh, parishioners who were there at the church. So in many cases, as we read about uh, those who are attacking uh, places of worship and those who are attacking people for being uh, whoever it is they are or however they uh, identify, um it's uh, always important to note those who fight back and those who prevent much further carnage than actually did occur. And of course, our thoughts are with the uh, with the injured in the attack up at a by Rottenberg Shul in Muncie, as the people around the world continue to pray for the victims. <sighs> J.M. in the A. And by the way, a Brooklyn woman 
who was accused of slapping three Orthodox Jewish women last week, struck again Sunday and was busted for assaulting another woman. A day after she was released without bail on charges stemming from the Friday attack, Tiffany Harris was charged with assault for slugging a 35-year-old in the face on Eastern Parkway near Underhill Avenue in Prospect Heights at about 9.15 a.m. It's unclear if Sunday's victim is Jewish. Police weren't treating the incident as a hate crime. The victim suffered swelling and bruising to her right eye. On Friday, she allegedly assaulted three Orthodox women on Eastern Parkway near Kingston Avenue, one of at least eight anti-Semitic incidents in the city last week. So uh, that's what's happening on this side of the world. For those of you who are tuned in on this last day of Hanukkah, uh, there is plenty going on, unfortunately, in this uh, area of anti-Semitic incidents here in the New York, New Jersey geographic region. And um, I would say people on the whole are more nervous than usual, no question about it, are taking more precautions than usual. And in terms of shuls and schools and the larger places where uh, Jews gather, I am sure everybody is reevaluating all of their security measures after what happened uh, uh, on Saturday night. More coming up. It is a uh, Monday edition of JM and the AM. We travel to Israel uh, after Wednesday's JM and the AM. And Thursday, we are with World Mizrahi uh, on the eve of their, uh, or just before, I should say, hours before their big World Mizrahi uh, Dafyomi Siyum happening at Binyanei Haoman, Jerusalem. Uh, Dafyomi, New Jersey weather for Wednesday looks pretty good, partly sunny in 43. So Dafyomi celebration at um, MetLife Stadium. Looks like uh, the weather will cooperate, partly sunny and 43 for Wednesday, which is obviously uh, good news. On this eighth day of Hanukkah, 41 degrees outside with rain and a high of 47. Showers early tonight, low of 42, and partly cloudy for tomorrow with a high of 49 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 54. We're at 41 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Our December on the Road segments brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms on Casino Boulevard in Flushing, New York, and Aaron's West Orange on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. Tomorrow, we are in West Orange. Tomorrow, we are in West Orange, New Jersey from 11 until 1 for a post-Hanukkah live lunch celebration. Join us, everybody, tomorrow, 11 until 1, West Orange, New Jersey, 629 Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange. We look forward to greeting you then. More coming up at JM in the AM.
Robin Biad, Tmein Biad, Rishon Biad.
I'll tell a tale, 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 tale. Yeah. Of Maccabees in Israel, L, L, L. Yeah. When the Greeks tried to assail, sell, sell, sell. Yeah. But it was all to no avail, veil, veil, veil. Yeah, yeah. The war went on and on and on until the mighty Greeks were gone. Yeah. I put my lockers in the air sometimes, saying it. Yeah. 
with Hanero Salalu. Candlelight before that by the Maccabees. (laughs) 
Yeshiva boys had the Hanukkah medley, and uh, Miami had Ba'achar Kane, and America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AchimSigl.com, and the AchimSigl Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Kali, it's on the background with our news from Israel coming up on this eighth day of Hanukkah. Zos Hanukkah, everybody. We pray for those who were injured in the attack Saturday night. I want to thank listener Sandy for uh, posting on the app. Yoshua ben Peril, Yoshua ben Peril, and Micha Chaim ben Sura. Micha Chaim ben Sura. And of course, your help with that is greatly appreciated. Monday morning, eighth day of Hanukkah, as the holiday starts to uh, come to an end. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 Do we not have it? Oh, there we go. 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday is next. Boker Tov from JNM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Kan Ran Yavnai, Imash Koray Akshav. ארגון חמאס מכחיש שהוא מנהל שיחות עם ישראל לרגיעה, כתבנו לעניינים ערביים ג'קי חוגי. בהודעה רשמית שפרסמה חמאס היום ברצועה מכחישה צמרת התנועה את קיומם של מגעים אלה ומסבירה המצור והסנקציות עדיין קיימים, האויב הציוני איננו דבק בהבנות שהושגו בתיווך המצרים. כפי שדווח אמש בעזה, הקבינט המדיני-ביטחוני אישר אתמול חבילת הקלות לרצועה, בראשן אישור לייצא לישראל מאות טונות של תות. התפשטות השפעת, מנכ״ל משרד הבריאות משה בר מסימן טוב מתחייב אצל אמיר איבגי, בשבוע הקרוב לא צפוי מחסור בחיסונים. אנחנו העברנו בשבוע שעבר 60 אלף חיסונים לקופות, אנחנו מעבירים עכשיו עוד 50 אלף חיסונים, ואנחנו דואגים שקופות החולים יזמינו עוד, ויהיה חיסונים לכולם. כלומר, אנחנו יכולים לצלוח את השבוע הזה וגם את שבוע הבא. רצח העקבת בהר חומה בירושלים. בית משפט השלום בעיר הורה לשחרר למעצר בית בתנאים מגבילים. את החשוד בסיוע לרצח עמוס סער, זיכרונו לברכה. זאת מכיוון שלטענת השופט הוא אינו מהווה כבר סיכון לציבור. כתבנו בבירה יובל שגב מוסר כי נציגי המשטרה בדיון ביקשו לדחות את השחרור עד לשעות אחרי הצהריים במטרה לשקול ערעור על ההחלטה. בעקבות מאבק התוכנית עושים צהריים, בית המשפט העליון הרשיע הבוקר פה אחד את הגבר שפגע מינית בחמש בנות משפחתו במשך שלושים שנה כשהיו ילדות. בשנה שעברה זוכה קרוב המשפחה בבית המשפט המחוזי בחיפה מחמת הספק. לאחר התערבות התוכנית הוגש ערעור על ההחלטה לבית המשפט העליון שפסק היום בהרכב של שלושה שופטים כי הגבר יורשע בעבירות של אינוס, מעשה סדום ומעשים מגונים. סיגל, שם בדוי, אחת הנפגעות, סוחרה עם יעל דן. מזג האוויר למחר, ירידה נוספת בטמפרטורות והן תהיינה נמוכות מהרגיל בעונה. בצפון הארץ ובמישור החוף ירדו גשמים מקומיים. ולסיום, כ-40 אלף עגורים נצפו היום באגמון החולה שברמת הגולן, והם יישארו בישראל עד לתקופת האביב. כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו שמע את ענבר שלומית רובין מהקרן הקיימת לישראל. כ-40 אלף עגורים חורפים בעונה הזו באגמון החולה של הקרן הקיימת לישראל. אליהם מצטרפים גם עופות מים ועופות דורסים ושפע של ציפורים. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
well
Yeah. 
יום מתפללים, מבקשים מן השמיים שאני אעבור. רק צריך להאמין ולפתוח עיניים, כי אני כבר פה. עוד מצווה אחת קטנה, תפילה עם לב פתוח, ויבוא הקץ. זה לקח אלפי שנה, הנה זה כבר בטוח. תנו להיכנס, ולא, לא, לא יהיו יותר דמעות, רק תראו ניסים With Uri Davidi, that's Muchanim here at JMNAM on a Monday morning broadcast. Gives me an opportunity as we play that great song from Uri to um, 
uh, mentioned last night's big simcha, the Aaron Tannenbaum Orchestra, uh, Yisrael Lamb and Ellie Lacks and um, all the amazing musicians. Uri Davidi is the lead singer for the chuppah and for the uh, reception. Just an unbelievable wedding celebration. Mazal Tov going out to the Gross and uh, Janerowitz families. Talia and Mark, we say Mazal Tov to you from all of us here at JM and the AM. And it was just a spectacular celebration up at the uh, Rockley Country Club. And again, a big yeshikoach to uh, Aaron Teitelbaum. And the incredible orchestra, Uri Davidi, as we mentioned, as the lead singer. And to the uh, Gross and the Generowitz families, a very special mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. It was really a, a wonderful and incredibly simchadic affair. Monday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up here at JM in the AM. The um, Before that one. You heard the uh, Yonatan Sheinfeld brand new selection, Shomer Aleinu, Haneris Halalu and Mo's tour done by the Yeshiva Boys on this eighth day of Hanukkah. And a Monday morning broadcast it is with plenty more coming up. Keep it here, everybody, on this eighth day of Hanukkah at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M., Monday morning, eighth day of Hanukkah. We're hearing from more and more people that we know who are uh, either living right near by Rottenberg Shul or are actually davening in our Rottenberg Shul on a regular basis. And our hearts and thoughts are with the um, with those who were injured in that horrific attack Saturday night during the Hanukkah celebration up in Muncie. As a community, we have to continuously uh, rethink our security measures for our schools and shuls, for sure. And if you follow closely what's going on in New York City, you have to be a little bit more careful how you walk the streets as well, which is uh, something I never dreamt we'd have to remind our listeners here in 2019. Please keep in mind, Yeshua ben Peril for Rufur Shlema. Yeshua ben Peril. Please keep in mind, Micha Chaim ben Sarah for Rufur Shlema. Micha Chaim ben Sarah. Here at JM in the AM, we get set to travel. Wednesday, we're going to be heading to Israel. Oh, by the way, the weather for MetLife Stadium looking very good. For those who were uh, concerned, including myself, frankly, that uh, there could be a five-degree, very snowy day, God forbid, on the day of the Siamashas. They're talking about partly sunny and 43 for uh, Wednesday afternoon, which is pretty remarkable, frankly on a New Year's Day. So Baruch Hashem for that. We travel on Wednesday. We'll be at the um, World Seum with our friends at World Mizrahi coming up uh, on Thursday at Binyanei Haoma. And you'll hear uh, Thursday's JM and the AM straight from the um, World Mizrahi headquarters in Yerushalayim. So that's going to be happening on a Thursday. And then a full schedule uh, through next Monday, full schedule of programming from Israel coming up. Keep following us here at JM in the AM so you know what's happening in terms of uh, the upcoming programming. Um, tomorrow we're on the road. You know, our uh, December on the road segments are brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms on Casino Boulevard in Flushing and Aaron's West Orange on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. Tomorrow at 11 o'clock until 1, we'll have a Tuesday live lunch that we're going to be doing from Aaron's West Orange. 629 Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. So join us for that. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a great post-Hanukkah celebration. We're there tomorrow between 11 and 1, and we are uh, very much looking forward to it. Visiting West Orange, New Jersey, tomorrow for a Tuesday live lunch. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebner Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is... Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We say in most Tzor, Ketz Bovel, Zerubovel, Leketz Shivim, Noshati. In Bovel, finally there came Zerubovel. I was saved after 70 years. There is a question as to why in particular Zerubovel is mentioned here. One more time, we find the mention of the exact same Zerubavel in the Haftorah for Shabbos Hanukkah. Twice we mention in particular Zerubavel. The question is why. Zerubavel was the one that came from Bavel. He came to rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. He brought with him thousands of men. He was prepared to do the great Avodah Hashem the service of Hashem by rebuilding the Beis HaMikdash. However, when he arrived, 
he was told that there had been a decree that the Besamikdash would not be rebuilt. Although he was prepared and began all of the preparations, he had to stop and wait. He thought that maybe a few months later, the permission would be granted. He thought maybe a year later, after the year, maybe two years, after two years, three years, he kept waiting. Every moment, he was hoping that this would be the second that the government would change its mind. Every moment, he never gave up hope that he would rebuild the Beis Hamikdash, the house of light for all of Klau Yisrael. However, he never gave up over the years, and it took 18 years, 18 years until finally permission was granted and the great Navi Chagai told him that he could rebuild the Beis HaMikdosh. What a wonderful idea it is that we remember Zerubavel on the Yom Tov, on Hanukkah, when the Maccabees didn't give up, when they fought that war against the Greek army, against the Yuvanim, when they didn't give up for a moment and were able to prevail against them, when they came into the Beis HaMikdosh in ruins and they didn't give up, and they continued to look for that tiny Pach Shemen, that little cruise of pure olive oil. They didn't give up. They continued until they found it, and when they found only one, they lit that, and it lasted for eight days. That's the reason we remember Zerubbabel because it gives us hope, hope in this gallus, hope in this exile, with all of the things that have happened recently, and all the things that have happened over the years. Hashem says, don't give up, strengthen your resolve, continue on, be strong. Bez Hashem, for all of us, for all of Klau Yisrael, there will soon be the Geula Shalema, the final redemption, Bekarov. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a freilich in Hanukkah.
Pretty amazing, huh? Lenny Solomon and company with that Schlockrock Hanukkah classic. Eighth day of Hanukkah, 5780. How you doing, everybody? Tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time, we're at the um, we're at Aaron's West Orange for a uh, post-Hanukkah celebration, 11 until 1 tomorrow at 629 Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange. Make sure to join us on the road during the month of December, brought to you by Aaron's Casino Farms and Casino Boulevard in Flushing and Aaron's West Orange on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. 41 degrees, some rain and a high of 47. Asking everybody to continue to um, to daven for Yoshua uh, Ben Peril, Yoshua Ben Peril victim in the attack Saturday night at Muncie, who is still in critical condition. And we thank you very much for that. Uh, we traveled to Israel on Wednesday on the day of the Siamashas. By the way, as we said earlier, thank God, it looks like the weather for the Siamashas is going to be partly sunny in 43. Can't do much better than that on January the 1st. Uh, we travel, and on Thursday we'll broadcast from the World Mizrahi headquarters in the center of Jerusalem in advance of the big Siamashas at Binyanei Haoma happening that night on the 2nd of January, Thursday night, uh, brought to you by World Mizrahi. It's going to be quite an event. We'll be there. That'll kick off our week, or I should say our week, long weekend of programming, which will go through Monday, and then we're back in studio Tuesday morning here at JM in the AM. So that is the plan as of now, and I hope you'll have an opportunity to tune in. It should be a very, very inspiring broadcast. Uh, big shout-outs to fabulous brother David Lawrence of Passaic and to our amazing sister Judy Canal of Pittsburgh celebrating birthdays today you may be uh, another year older but that definitely means another year better in our book wishing you both a wonderful year ahead and many many more happy birthdays and good health till 120 with much love from your siblings who are heading back to warm sunny south florida oh those are lucky siblings thank you and have a fabulous day and of course we knew we know who that comes from i just have a feeling even though it's not signed i have a feeling it's from a listener cena and from mr listener cena on this Monday morning broadcast. More coming up. You are listening to uh, JM in the AM. Eighth day of Hanukkah. Hard to believe. We do still say al and Hallel today, so keep that in mind. You certainly don't want to miss that. And um, as Hanukkah comes to an end, I remind you we have a post-Hanukkah celebration coming up tomorrow. and That's going to be at Aaron's West Orange between 11 and 1 on Eagle Rock Avenue, in West Orange, New Jersey, make sure to join us. More coming up at JM in the AM. 
Alu anachnu madlikin Al hanisim ve'ala niflaos Ve'ala tshuos Ve'ala milchamos She'asisalaboseinu Ba'yamim ha'hem ba'zman ha'zeh Ha'neros halalu anachnu madlikin Al-Hanisim ve'al-Haniflaos Ve'al-Hachuos ve'al-Hamilchamos She'asisalavoseinu Ba'yamim ha'hem ba'zman ha'zeh Al-Yidei ko'anecha ha'kdoshim Ve'chol sh'mohonas yemei chanukah Judah, our faith was banned 
know what really matters Thanks to God our people are free so far with the greatest of ease he moved through high societies that grocer's boy from the city streets well he'd long since gone and changed his name it was the only way that he could play the game with neighbors like the Richardsons the Williams and the Jones what could he do with a name like Cohen But he had one memory, yes his father he did see Lighting colored candles on the windowsill Eight days a year he'd light another candle every night They lingered in his memory still In December came home from school his little girl called Sue She held a picture of an Xmas tree she drew All the kids in my class have one, she said, with a tear And could we have one in our home this year? He didn't know what to do with his little daughter Sue Although her desires he wished to fulfill My dear Sue, listen to me, there's something better than a tree That lingers in my memory still With a menorah in his hand His dear wife said to him Joe, I just don't understand They've worked so hard to get to Where we are today And now what will we do? What will the neighbors say? Well, he lit those candles anyway Yes, there were five that night And from his window to the street Glowed the candlelight They were burning for an hour, maybe a little more When suddenly Mr. Richardson stood there by the door He said, would it be okay if a word to you I say There's something about those candles you must know Yes, they bring back memories of my father I still see As he lit those candles many years ago Yes, they bring back memories of my father I still see As he lit those candles many years ago He stepped outside later on that night And boy was he surprised He couldn't believe what he saw He couldn't believe his eyes From all the houses on their block Glowed candlelight From their windowsills And out into the night 
Yes, they had one memory. Yes, their fathers they did see lighting colored candles on the windowsill. Eight days a year they'd light another candle every night. It lingered in their memory still. Yes, they had one memory. Yes, their fathers they did see lighting colored candles on the windowsill. Eight days a year they'd light another candle every night. It lingered in their memory still. Yes, they had one memory. Yes, their fathers they did see lighting colored candles on the windowsill. Eight days a year they'd light another candle every night. It lingered in their memory still. Jam in the AM with colored candles. That's from Destiny, Monday morning on this eighth day of Hanukkah. That's right, the eight candles are burning brightly as the um, as the holiday starts to uh, to move away from us on this final day of Hanukkah 5780. Hope it's been an amazing Hanukkah for everybody. Hope you enjo- you've enjoyed the, uh, the family time together, all your friends, the gifts, the gelt, the latkes, the dreidel, everything that makes Hanukkah. So much uh, fun and uh, such a wonderful holiday. Monday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Uh, earlier I told you about um, listener Cena and Mr. Listener Cena. I want to remind you that uh, those of you who are heading down to Florida during winter break, there are a lot of uh, Orlando attractions that are discounted by the Yeshiva of Miami. They have discounted tickets, the Yeshiva of Miami, and uh, Listener Cena is uh, one of the people in charge of this project. If you're heading down to Orlando during Yeshiva break, send them an email now so that you can uh, get the best prices possible. Ticket prices do go up tomorrow, so now is the best time to buy. Office at yeshivaofmiami.com. There is no, uh, there's only one H in Yeshiva. Office at yeshivaofmiami.com. Office at yeshivaofmiami.com if you're heading down for the uh, upcoming January vacation. A lot of people are going to be traveling during the upcoming family, or I should say uh, January vacation. So here's your opportunity to get some tickets at some uh, amazing prices. All right. Um, Mordechai Shapiro, he's out with brand new music, as you know, from the album entitled Hakol Mishamayim. This one is entitled Avinu on a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning broadcast on this eighth day of Hanukkah. That is Avina Malkano, brand new, done by uh, Mordechai Shapiro. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and the Nachomsigl Network and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Well, this coming Sunday, the 5th of January, is the very first day of the brand new Dafyomi cycle. Shabbos is the final Daf in Meseches Nida. Wednesday is the big Siamashas at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Thursday, we will be at Binyanei Haoma for the World Mizrahi Siamashas in the heart of Jerusalem. With us live via telephone is somebody who, uh, although he is the COO of OU Kosher, literally the chief operating officer for the Kashrus division at the Orthodox Union, he has become known as the Dafyomi presenter. Uh, with thousands of Talmidim, thousands of students on a daily basis. Rabbi Moshe Elephant is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Elephant, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Wow, it looks like you, your life also revolves around the death <laughs> yeah. not only mine. This, this week it does. I think you could say that about a lot of people, <laughs> that, yeah. this, that this week it certainly does. Good for you. Uh, you, you Good know, for you. I appreciate that. You know, there are a lot of Dafyomi Shiurim, Rabbi Elephant. You know that, right? Around the world. I, I've heard. I've heard. There are a lot of Dafyomi Shiurim, and yet yours, Baruch Hashem, has enjoyed this incredible level of popularity. Uh, is no doubt when it comes to the number of students, uh, certainly way, way up there, if not in the number one position in the entire world. How did this happen? How did this occur that with all the uh, thousands of Shiurim going on on a daily basis around the world, yours has gotten to the lofty position where it is now. Well, certainly everything is a tziyata de shmaya that we know. Yep. So um, it's what Hashem wanted, and I'm, I feel very gratified to him and, of course, to all the people who listen to our shiurim that um, give us the opportunity to teach Torah. What more can we ask for in life? But the story begins um, exactly 15 years ago when not the, the cycle that we're now ending, but the previous cycle to that, um, we at the OU started thinking, you know, we, some of us grew up in a world without the Internet and without the web and without social media. But that's when the web was becoming extremely popular. And we at the OU um, decided to use the web for positive, not for the negative sometimes it's so associated with. And we realized that there were a lot of people 
who don't necessarily have the time to go to a shir in a shul or in a yeshiva or, don't, um, or very, very busy or traveling around the world. And if we would make a shir available to them on the web so they could listen to it, whether they're, when they're driving to work or whether they're traveling or whether, even if they're overseas, it would make the DAF so much more accessible to them. And we started simply as an experiment to see if this would be something interesting to people and the rest is history, Baruch Hashem. It's unbelievable. You know, and Roy Moshe Elephant is with us. But, and, and, and in all modesty, I know that it's, it's hard for someone like yourself to, <laughs> to toot your own horn, so to speak. But there are a lot of elements that go into a popular Dafyomi Shir. It could be style. It could be speed. It could be ability to explain. It could be time of day. There are a lot of factors that you know th- that either one of them can be very prominent, or together, you know, a variety of factors which end up equaling you know a really, really popular shear. What are some of the elements that make this one that make yours you know getting get to to get worldwide attention? Well, um, I, I perhaps number one, the fact that it's always available. You can listen to any shear, any daf, any time, twenty four seven, wherever you are hopefully besides Shabbos. Right. <laughs> so, so that ease of access, and you don't have to, the shear is 45 minutes long. Right. But if you don't have 45 minutes, you could pause, you could pause me and come back when you have time. Right. Frankly, some people tell me that I maybe speak sometimes too slowly, so my 45-minute shear could be condensed into 30 minutes when they put the speed faster. Right. So that kind of, Rabbi, are you there? Rabbi Elephant? I think we've lost Rabbi Elephant. Rabbi Rabbi Elephant, are you there? No, we lost him. Hopefully he'll reconnect in a moment. We'll be able to continue our conversation Monday morning here at JM in the AM. We have, by the way, later in the week, a, a another analysis of uh, the ease with, with which one can uh, listen to and access Urim uh, of the Dafyomi. Uh, we have another conversation coming up later this week. Uh, our friends from the OU have not been resting on their laurels. Even though they have a popular Dafyomi shear, they have uh, developed something that's going to make it even easier um, to access all these shear women to take part in this shear on a daily basis. Rabbi Elephant, are you back with us? Yes, I am. There we go. Okay, so we've reconnected. So those, so those are some of the things, the people, the fact that people have control over it, as you described, uh, and the fact that it's always available. Uh, those and the are... fact that it's apolitical. It means when I say, um, whatever I say to share, obviously the basis of the share is the Gemara Rashi, right. but, you know, we try to add different commentaries, and we're very apolitical. We're, we're just here to teach Torah. Everybody's um, Torah is important. Everybody's Torah is valuable. So we could have in the same share, um, Divrei Torah from Yashabes Salavechik, and from the Lubavitch Rebbe, and from the Satma Rebbe, and from Chaim Brisker. All across the board. Rabbi Elephant, um, today is the uh, is, is daf number 68 in Mesechus Nida. If you go back seven and a half years, is today's shear very, very similar to that one? Um, I, I would imagine that my style is pretty consistent. Um, I try to always keep it within 45 minutes. I know people have a schedule. I always try 
to um, learn every line of the Gemara. Somebody who listens to my share just wrote me a note the other day, day thanking me for the share, and he says he has a great idea that we should have a cycle of Dafyomi where Ahmed Bey's, the second side of the page, is learned before the first side of the page. Because what happens in most Shiurim <laughs> is that the Magashir um, concentrates on the first side, and then he picks up his head and sees the clock, and he sees he has 10 minutes left, and he quickly says um, the second side. So everything is on the first side and nothing on the second side. Maybe we should do a cycle where we'll turn the pages and people will be able to learn the second side better than the first side. So, but it would, it would, so I try to learn all the lines and all the words carefully. Because at the end of the day, the dafyomi is about the daf. And we want to learn every word of shas and know it. And some of you prominent dafyomi presenters do, in fact, sometimes go a little bit further in advance to help to help with the next day, so to speak. So there yeah, are, there, That is very common. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you a secret that all um, Dafyomi Magidish, or all presenters of the Dafyomi, um, do. When we start a Masechta, and typically we always like to try to start the Masechta together with everyone else. Right. The first thing we'll do is look at the last blot of the Masechta. Because if you look at the last half of the Masechta, like Masechta Nida, there's only one Amr Gemara. Right not two sides. Right. So we know that we have one Ahmed leeway to, <laughs> for the Masechta. That's something that every Magachir that I've ever spoken to does. I do it all the time as well. Although, I'm proud to say, because besides the shear that I give online, I give a shear every morning in, my shul, in the shul where I dive in the bar park. We're together. Our shear is finishing now our fourth cycle of learning the daft together. We learn together every morning, 5.40 a.m., until 6.30, and we're about to finish that fourth cycle, and the first time that I can remember, we're on the DAF. Unbelievable. And because everybody's looking to finish together yeah, of course. with the rest of Klai Yisrael, like you said, and start yeah. a new cycle on Sunday morning. And experience helps also. You know, Once you do it a few times, it becomes easier to hit the target. Right. <laughs> and also, what happens is, you know, you tell me to know all your stories and all your <laughs> right. an- anecdotes and all your, inc- you know, all your shtick. But it's okay. So a much quicker reference is needed for those. Uh. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Rabbi Elephant, first of all, the easiest way for people to access all of this, how do they access your shiurim? So this is incredible, and that's really most exciting going into this new cycle. We at the OU are now introducing a new program. It's going to be called All Das. It's an app that has an incredible amount of shiurim. We have five are the most popular Dafyomi Shurim available online, all on our app. Rabbi Rasner, Rabbi Shalom Rasner, Rabbi Bronstein from Lakewood, Rabbi Schwartzberg, and myself. And we also have a wealth of other ancillary um, information on the, our app. We have Dr. Abramson from Toro College, okay. who gives a sheer, a short snippet every day about history. You know, we learn every day in Shas about different Tanoim and Amaroim. Do we know where they live? Do we know what they did? Do we know any history about them? And it's fascinating, and he's done an incredible amount of research, and in every blot in Shas, he's going to teach us something. We have Rabbi Trump from Cedarhurst, right. who's going to be teaching us about the Psukim. There's so many Psukim from Tanakh referenced in Shas, 
and we just read the Pasuk. At best, sometimes we just define it. He's going to give us the background of what those Pasukim are talking about. Another very important element is we typically uh, learn the daf, but our families all are participants in the daf. We get up early, we go to sleep late, we have to go to the daf every day, but they don't really hear what we're learning in the daf. So we're going to have different presentations on our app where people could have something that they could share with their family so everybody in the family could feel they're participating in the daf. And we're going to have halacha and lambdas and tysis. A lot of people want to up it now and want to start learning tysis on the daf, but it's not so easy. So we're going to have an explanation on the tysis on the daf. So this is a very, very exciting time. I'm happy to say we've, we're just starting it out. Next Sunday is when it's really going to be launched by the new cycle. And literally, I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of people are signing up on a daily basis to such an excitement and buzz about people getting together to learn Tyra. And you'll get more tomorrow because we have a full-length conversation about that app coming up here tomorrow. We cannot wait because there's just an unbelievable array of material as you just described. It's going to be available to the worldwide public. And I assume the website also, OU.org, has your shiurim as well, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, OU.org. You can get it any of those ways. You will see and hear all of our, not see, but hear all of our shiurim. Actually, this last cycle, I did not record shiurim on the DAF. The shiurim that are on the DAF are from the cycle before that. This last cycle, I recorded shiurim about sugyas, about different in-depth issues that we learn in the DAF. Those are all there. And there's a wealth of information, and it keeps on coming. And we're so, Baruch Hashem, gratified that people are, and this is all for free. Our mission at the OU, when it comes to the DAF, is to bring Torah to everyone. Everyone on their level, at their interest. This is what Klai Yisrael is all about. This is what we believe was Ramey Shapiro, who came up with the idea of the DAF, as we will, I'm sure, undoubtedly hear at the Sima Shas on Wednesday, was his goal. His goal was to unite us all together. And there's more that unites us than separates us, and there's nothing that unites Klai Yisrael more than Torah. And this is what we're trying to do, bring Torah to everyone in, on their level. Amazing. Very Moshe Elephant, we wish you the best of luck as the new cycle begins on Sunday. It must be uh, you must you must be experiencing a lot of exhilaration knowing how many Torah. Oh, no. oh boy, how many? Can't imagine how many Torah. Every, every time somebody mentions the seam, I just get choked up. <laughs> it's it's such a wonderful experience. And it's now, a real, a real something that you, you live for. And even though it's not the first time, it's like the first time. And now, even though obviously nothing can match the ninety thousand people in New Jersey, and everyone acknowledges that, it's amazing how many seam are going around uh, on around the world with thousands. It's of Incredible. Wherever you go, I mean, I've been invited to a number of Siumim. There are people who, who I don't know because they listen to my Shurim, but I have an interesting phenomena. I don't know my Talmidim right. they, and they, because we are all online. But many of them are reaching out to me to wish me Mazel Tov and for me to wish them Mazel Tov. Many, some of them are inviting me to their Siums. I can't make it to all of them because I still have to say a share every day and prepare a share every day. Actually coming into this new cycle, I'm going to record Shas again. I'm starting all over. I've already said to Shurim. So, but the Simcha that I feel towards every single Jew, of course, particularly those that learn together with us, is incredible. And I think that this is the Simcha that's going to bring Mashiach. Amazing. 
Rabbi Elephant, Mazel Tov to you. Continued success with all of these shiurim, and thanks so much for joining us thank this morning. Thank you, Nachum, and thank you for helping publicize this. You get a big portion of schar, a big portion of reward for helping Klai Yisrael learn Tyra. What, what, what a enviable place to be in. Appreciate that very much. Right, Moshe Elephant, who's COO at OU Kosher, is responsible for one of the world's most popular dafyomi shiurim, and as you heard, it's going to be accessible in this brand new app. We'll have a full-length discussion about that tomorrow. Um, and uh, we say mazel tov to Rabbi Elephant, to all of his Talmidim, and to everybody around the world who is um, completing a significant portion or the entire Shas uh, this week. Uh, as we said, the final page of the Talmud study is this Shabbos, but Baruch Hashem leading up to this Shabbos, there are so many incredible uh, siyumim, celebrations that are going on. Just incredible. Uh, here in this area, of course, everyone is focused, rightfully so, on 90,000 people at MetLife Stadium, which is just unfathomable. And as you know, we're going to be in the center of the Jewish world, Yerushalayim Yerakodesh, as World Mizrahi has their seum for thousands of people of Binyanei HaOmah this coming Thursday night. We'll broadcast from their headquarters this coming Thursday to kick off our, uh, our On the Road in Israel segment That'll take uh, take us from Thursday of this week to Monday of next week in the Holy Land. More coming up on this final day of Hanukkah at JM in the AM. A great miracle happened in a faraway Great warriors, the Maccabees, decided to take a stand and fought their fight with passion. For their cause was a righteous one, that their people should be respected till the last battle was won. Light the candle of freedom, light the candle of hope. Illuminating generations that every girl and boy know That once there was a people who fought for the right to be free And that is just what Hanukkah means to me When the battle was over and the war was won The people gathered to give thanks that God had done But the temple was in ruins Only one tiny candle remained But miraculously that flame For eight nights and days Light the candle of freedom Light the candle of hope Illuminating generations Let every girl and boy once there was a people who fought for the right to be free, and that is just what Hanukkah means to me. Just 
J.M. in the A.M. on a Monday morning, final day of Hanukkah, Mosor from Miami. Before that, you heard the Hanukkah song, Jonathan Rumberg and Company. Uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, I um, met up uh, purely by coincidence with somebody who uh, I know for the last, oh, I don't know, 30, 35 years or so in that area, 25 years, whatever the case may be. And that is uh, Josh Eisen. And Josh told me that he's uh, dabbling in the area of uh, of uh, campaigning in politics. And I invited him on the air to be here at JMNAM in the interim, in the interim, before we get to the conversation regarding his uh, political aspirations. Um, I was watching, I believe it was Fox News the other night, and they're doing a story about a, a gentleman in Westchester County who is lighting a very special Hanukkah, a very special Hanukkah menorah, uh, this Hanukkah, and they have footage of it and do a whole story about it because of its historical and emotional significance. So with those details and with the details regarding his uh, upcoming campaign and election, uh, I welcome Josh Eisen into our studio. I say happy Hanukkah to you, sir. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. This menorah, this Hanukkah, has a unique history, and you tweeted about it, and some news sources I just pointed out uh, picked it up. Tell us what the whole story is with the Hanukkah menorah. So the story with the menorah <clears throat> is that um, when they came to round up Jews, they they gave them a little warning, and many Jews knew it was coming, so they would bury a lot of their valuables in barrels or under the ground, or in barrels under the ground in in uh, the case of my grandfather, and he oh, buried so among... It was not uncommon that people did this No, no, general. it's a right. common story that people right. buried things. What was uncommon is that when you came home, right. it wasn't all looted. Correct. Here, I guess, they missed the menorah, they missed a silver cup, they missed a couple of uh, candlesticks that my cousin uh, George has. His mother took those. Um, and my father dug it up after the war. So it was just one of those things that... And this was in Poland? This was in Hungary. In Hungary. Yeah. My father was a real Oberlander. Right. So this so this menorah obviously survives the war the way you just described it, ends up here in the U.S. with your family. You light it, and then you tweet about it, right? I light it, and <clears throat> then I go online to look at Twitter because I just signed up for Twitter because of the campaign. and. Ah. I see that some of the other candidates have politicized the lighting of menorahs, right. and it really upset me. Although at that moment I realized everything is politicized, Correct. so I, I'm forgiving. But in that moment, I wanted to take the photo of that menorah and say something really nasty, and make a mockery of the people who light Kwanzaa menorah candles and all that stuff. Like they're all the same, as though they don't belong to any community. And I actually belong to a community, and that belong me, belonging compelled me to be home to light that menorah. I couldn't be at the photo op. And just the whole thing just struck me as really bad on the one hand. And at the same time, I understood, wow, this is politics. So I just took a photo of the menorah and I wasn't going to say anything nasty because the week before I'd met some Rebbes, the Sama Rebbe gave me a bracha. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to be a calm guy. And then I saw there's a place to put a story or some tweets. I was like, oh, you could actually... I thought you can either get the 144 characters or the photo. I was pleasantly surprised to see you could do both. So I just wrote out the story really as I thought it, and I tweeted it. Um, so it really evolved from like a moment of rage and anger 
to one of where I just got lost in the spirit of what that menorah was. And um, that was a very like quick journey, you know, uh, it was an elevator up very fast. Retweeted and or liked about how many times, do you know? I don't know, 40, 45,000 times. In the tens of thousands. Yeah, and we didn't amplify it at all. I, there were experts who said you could do this, you could do that, <laughs> have your entire staff respond to people. And I said, I'm responding. They were like, you can't respond to everybody. And I said, then I won't. But to have someone else respond in my name in order to amplify the voice or anything like that, that's like campaign candidates uh, for elected office who quote-unquote, don't collect money before they officially declare and then miraculously have $250,000 on hand a week into the campaign. I wonder how that happens. Uh, Josh Eisen is here. Uh, so I was fascinated by the fascination that the media and the general community had toward this whole story. I thought that was pretty cool. I was really surprised. I thought I was, um, you know, tweeting into a, uh, a dry well. Right. Cyberspace somewhere. Yeah, just it's it's out there. I didn't I did not think in, in any way that it would become a a viral thing. It wasn't. Well, it was a great story and call it kavod. I think it really helped spread the light of Hanukkah and this, the the background of it. Obviously, the dichotomy that in the 1940s your uh, grandfather is doing that, and now in 2019 you're doing this in terms of lighting the menorah. In addition to running for office as a Jew, is pretty amazing. All right, Josh Eisen is here now. All right, let, let, to, well, let me just add one thing. Yeah. When you mentioned my father and my grandfather, <clears throat> I would be remiss if I didn't share with you just some of the feelings I had coming here. My father worked here at 465 Grand Street for almost 40 years. He worked with a lot of socialists, even though in Hungary he never joined the Communist Party. He risked his life not to join the party there, and he came here as a political refugee. But more ironically, my grandfather, the one who died in Auschwitz, the one whose menorah that was, lived right nearby here on Willett Street in, wow. in buildings that no longer exist. Right. And he moved back to Hungary in 1898 because of the anti-Semitism in the United States. And he thought it would be better and easier for him in Hungary. Wow. So I think I would have been remiss not to just mention the feelings I had knowing that I'd come here as a child so many years, went to Ratner's, had that uh, <laughs> gourmet blintzes and everything, and then you know saw my dad at the... Dollar Dry Dock building, which I think now is some some other kind of bank. Apple Bank. Apple Bank. I think that's what it is. Um, and oh, and I was saying to myself, why does four sixty five sound familiar? It's the bank. It's the bank. Right, the bank, and it was Dollar Dry Dock in those right, days. And upstairs, they had the United Housing. Correct. Um, yeah. and, and, and when you say Willett Street, uh, th that's accurate because it's all Bialy stuck. Right, that's Bialy stuck. But those buildings across the street were not in existence during your grandfather's exactly. time. Exactly. I did all the research and yeah. I found all his papers. Very interesting. All right, so Josh Eisen, uh, catch us up. Bring us up to date on what's happening in Westchester County with the United States House of Representatives. So we have uh, a, a good woman, Nita Lowy, who uh, who goes actually is a member of this one of the temples to which I belong, the JCC of Harrison, and she uh, she's been a a stalwart of Jewish values and uh, <clears throat> a committed uh, congressional representative uh, to Israel, I think. Um, and she decided to retire the day after Yom Kippur, which was also the day I was planning to file. 20th uh, congressional district. The, the 17th congressional 17th? district. 17th? Oh, I'm sorry. 17, all of Rockland and oh, parts of Oh, she went from 20 to 18 to right. 17. Okay. Exactly. Since 2013, it's the 17th congressional yeah. district. I believe the 17th many, many years ago was actually the one that Ed Koch represented mm. down here when New York had many more people right. before the left-wingers 
scared everyone away. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so anyhow, we have a we have a good race in uh, in seventeen because now for the first time in years it's competitive. The last time a legitimate Republican ran, he gave Nita a real run for her money. He got forty five percent. That was Chris Day. He had two hundred thousand dollars to her very elitist two hundred two point two million dollars, none of which came from her own money. Uh, just I'll point that out, even though she was the wealthiest person in Congress. Um, but she stood up for a lot of good values. In the last few years, I believe that she really followed uh, the left-wing part of the party down a, a very dark road, the road of uh, taking away health care from unions, right? Medicare for all is not for unions. Down the road of allowing anti-Semitic voices to echo in the chambers of the Democratic Party. <clears throat> and... Whatever comfort Nita might have had in the 50s or 60s being around the Dixiecrats and the racism in the Klan, I don't think today she should be as comfortable with that kind of stuff. She should have stood up to it. Uh, this isn't the JFK election anymore. And uh, now it's a new age, but we have people who are the ones who pulled Nita to the left, like David Buckwald, or we have carpetbaggers like Evelyn Farkas and uh, Adam Schleiser, or whatever his name is. He's really just his father's son. His father owns Regeneron, and he's worth $1.3 billion. Um, there's a good guy named Mondaire Jones. He's running from the extreme left. He was going to primary Nita, and um, he would have been the first gay African-American member of Congress, but that's super unlikely to happen at this point. There's David Carlucci. He's uh, from the Rockland side of the county, and uh, he was part of the IDC, so he's got his own problem with the Democrats. But all those problems that they have don't matter so much because it's really not about what disqualifies those guys. It's about what qualifies me. And I'm just coming in there with a whole world of vision and ideas. I'm coming in there challenging people to sit with me in dialogue. And that is all I ask for from any Democrat, Republican, Independent. I don't care how radical you are, so long as you're not a Klansman or a Nazi or a Stalin, I'll sit with you. And I'll dialogue. When is when is this Republican primary? There is no Republican primary. You will, you will be the only Republican candidate. At this point, it looks that way. And when I first ran, I was planning to run against Nita. And before I ran, I went to a few prominent Republicans and I reached out. And I, I sat with a couple of them and tried to implore them to run because I felt that Nita's just no longer making her own decisions. And I have no idea where she is health-wise. She obviously is telling the world she's no longer fit to be a congresswoman. Now, she's still serving as a congresswoman. She's obviously, in her own mind, not as fit as she once was to do the job. And we see it, that she's just being pulled into directions that the Nita Lowy, who cared about workers and who cared about work ethic and who cared about dignity and labor and all those good Jewish things, that, that Nita Lowy's gone. I don't know where she is. And, um, and, and I felt a Republican could win. Um, so, so the before, next before Nita dropped. So out. the next formal um, uh, battle that you are concentrating on is, in fact, the general election, and I'm assuming that that's November of 2020. That is November of 2020. And, and, in, and in advance of that, I assume there'll be a Democratic primary a couple of months before that, right? The Democratic primary is in June, and oh, all the June. candidates I spoke about are Democrats who are running for Nita's seat. As soon as she dropped out, several other people joined Mondaire Jones. In the race, I mean, right, well, I kind of feel what, bad for Mondaire. But that's what happens when they're, you know, when an incumbent leaves. All right. Um, so first of all, how do people get information about your campaign online? What will be the best website for that? Eisenforcongress.com. And um, are, are you raising money at this point for your campaign? I am certainly raising money for my campaign. I have put in a half a million dollars of my own cash into the race. 
and I feel that gives me a moral authority to ask for money. Um, and that's what I'm doing. I, I, thought, I never thought I'd be a schnorrer, <laughs> but now I'm a schnorrer, and when people don't give me the money, I become a nudnik. Does, does this, does this campaign, or has this campaign gotten the attention of those in our community, just for a moment focused on the Jewish community, uh, who participate strongly in, uh, in PACs, political action committees, etc. Are people uh, focused on this race, knowing that it's an open seat and that you as a Republican, as a big supporter of Israel, uh, could be you know, the future of that area of Westchester in Congress? I'm trying to get the word out. We're reaching out to all the different people at APAC and all the different people at different... Um, well, I'm thinking more about the political action committees. Those actually, you know, support and yeah, the you know. the right. They they could support um, right now. Just the, the I can get into the mechanics of fundraising, but just the way it works is you, you try to get individuals in the beginning. Right. The packs really come in later. Right, and when um, when they when they see how well you're doing, and, right, they see how well you're doing, and also they can then run their own ads. They can right. do a lot of things independent from me. Was there a Republican Congressperson in this district in the history of uh, of the seat? I'm just wondering because I would think, knowing Westchester, that there had to have been, but I, but I'm not, but I'm not sure, frankly. No <laughs> Jews who live in Westchester and a lot of the uh, you know the good Catholics and other people who belong to the very strong communities in Westchester have just a strong history of dignity and labor, and I think those ties to the unions um, kept them as Democrats. Kept them as Democrats. A lot of the people in Westchester are. Italians and Jews who kind of migrated north from the Bronx over the years. There were very strong Italian communities that settled there many years ago. And in Harrison, where I live, it's actually strong Republican, as it turns out. But it depends where you go. But right. most of the communities, yeah, just have like a legacy of being democratic. But things change, right? There's no question about that. We we, we see how things change on they many change different levels politically very and very quickly. And, yeah. and look how things have changed for the Jewish community of New York uh, in recent weeks. Uh, people are walking the street a little bit differently uh, in our community than they than they were just a few weeks ago. Right. I know people now who used to walk the streets calm and relaxed, mm -hmm. and now they're walking around ready for a fight. Correct. And so that's no fun way to walk the streets. That is for sure. We need good representation. We need people who are going to be uh, true to their word. Uh, when they actually win the seat uh, for which they're running. You can get information about Josh Eisen's uh, run for Congress up in Westchester by going to the website eisenforcongress.com, E-I-S-E-N, eisenforcongress.com. And as you just said, I you know because there is no primary between now and uh, and November of next Well, you never know. Somebody could always right, jump that's in. That's true. But at this point. Between now, but essentially between now and the and election day next year, you're going to be raising money. You're going to be uh, doing a lot of speeches. You're going to be meeting a lot of people. And no doubt uh, you will employ the same strategy that some of these successful government officials have employed in recent times, and that is knowing you, trying to meet as many people as possible in your district. Meeting the voters is yeah. the most important thing and listening to the voters, and that's what I've been doing and I specifically want to hear what they have to say about things that they don't know about. Like I, they was, sorry. I was reading a Times article the other day about Mayor Bloomberg in his first race for mayor when he was basically told by everybody, including Mayor Giuliani, that he has no chance whatsoever, especially being so unfamiliar with the political landscape because he wasn't a politician. And they attributed his victory partly, but, 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 but more, more so than just partly, a significant portion of his victory to the fact that we don't realize those who worked around him said this we don't realize how hard he worked to meet 
as many people as possible during that campaign. And that, uh, you know, and that face-to-face encounter, those face-to-face encounters went a long way and eventually landed him as mayor of New York. Yeah, you, you now speak to the essence of what all success is about, and that is hard work. And people could say whatever they want about Bloomberg, and the Democrats are now painting him as some kind of entitled, elitist billionaire. Right. When it's pretty funny. He, he, yeah, he did it all himself. And, and we New Yorkers know how hard he worked to win that election. He did not buy that election. Right. The money put him in a position to work 100-hour weeks. And I remember reading an article about Bloomberg about how he was working so hard and so many hours he didn't have time to work out and right. he gained weight because he was eating everywhere he went. Right. And I, I, I thought that was an interesting thing and I couldn't relate to it. I'm like, how could you ever work so much? You don't have time to go for a run or play some ball. Uh, now I understand it a little bit, but that's that's the way it is that when you're working for yourself, when I'm in my business, so I go, I go for a run, I'm the loser, right? Um, I make a sacrifice for my health and the sacrifice I make is in my career. I go home early, so I make a sacrifice in my money, but I'm with my children. I stay at work till midnight for two months, so I make a sacrifice with my kids. Who knows what shenanigans they're up to? So there's always (laughs) a give and take in everything in life, and I think the working out thing was puzzling to me, but now I understand it, because, and for Bloomberg, I don't understand it, but I'm actually, I've raised money, so now I'm responsible and I'm, a, I'm the guardian of other people's money. And now, do I have a moral right to be awake and not be working right. for the people who gave me that money? People are investing in you. That's it. And, and they that, want to see that seat go to a Republican. And that is why I never, ever took money for, for businesses that I've owned. I've always had partners that were there and... Um, and this is very unique for me that people are giving me money and trusting me and they don't want to return financially. If I could just give people like 10% on their money, they wouldn't ask me exactly how you did it. Right. Here, I know. They just my, want you to win. <laughs> they want me to win, but they, they want to know that I'm not wasting time. Right. Eisenforcongress.com. Eisenforcongress.com. Please keep us up to date on the progress throughout the campaign. I will do that. And a pleasure seeing you and reuniting Always. in this fashion. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That. And Josh pointed out that there's some uh, amazing selections off of the Yiddish Gems collection from Avram Freed. We've got one of them uh, to wrap up this conversation at JM in the AM. Mitten hilf und beschäfter will mir da reden und der von jener Freden. Freizach, alle tanzt und gewählt, es kommt die Teure auf der Welt. Der Beschäfer von der Welt, der größer Beure, sucht nach Osten für seine Tochter, die heilige Teure. Freizach, alle tanzt und gewählt, alle Völker von der Welt. Der Beschäfer fragt bei die Völker alle, wer will die teure Farakalle? Die Völker fragten, was so ne wenn? Hey, man will nicht hen, man will nicht sehen. Und fahre was und fahre wenn? Lo mi sehen, was ist geschehen? Is a Malach mit die Teure von Himmel herab, genommen fliehen kein Europ. 
Und kein Russland gekommen ist, er gefragt zu erbeilen ist, wer. Sagt man zu ihm, Harosho, sagt uns was, Pajalostal. Sagt sie dem Malach, dem ersten Gebot. Und euch, ich bin ein Gott. Ich sage sie, nein, halt es allein. Ihr wisst nicht, Haber, wohin zu gehen. Wir haben gelitten bei den Tatesalen. Also, wie bei uns ist schön. Nein, nein, halt es allein. Wir haben man anders mehr. Ich habe schon versucht, kein Deutschland gehen. Ich habe schon wird mit euch verstehen. Der Malage fliegen gleich dahin und ist gekommen gegen Berlin. Die Deutschen, die teure Weister, und fragt zu Abeilen ist wer. Sagen sie mir seinen Gerät, sagen sie der Wahrheit, was da steht. Sagt sie der Malach, Eloisire Zach, Teuten ist nicht keine schöne Sache. Sagen sie, nein, halt es allein, ihr weiß nicht, mein Herr, wohin zu gehen. Wir haben gelitten beim Vater allein, als heute darf man was mein. Nein, nein, halt es allein, wir haben ein anderer Mann. Vielleicht probieren sie kein Frankreich gehen, vielleicht wollen sie es verstehen. Ist der Maler geflogen weiter bis, er ist gekommen, kein Paris. Die Franzosen, die teure Weister, und fragt zu Abeilen, wie sie will. Sagen sie, s'il vous plaît, sagt uns was und wie er sie. Ich gebe sie der Malach zu verstehen, der Familienleben darf sein Rein. Sagen sie, nein, halt es allein, ihr wisst nicht, Monsieur, wohin zu gehen. Wir haben gelernt bei die Tatesalen, also wie bei uns ist schön. Nein, nein, halt es allein, wir haben ein anderer Mann. Efscher verruft kein Engeland gehen, Efscher wird man nicht verstehen. Ist der Malach geflogen weiter in Welt, kommt kein London Neufenberg. Und die Engländer, die teure Weister, und fragt zu Abeilen, ist wer? Sagen sie, thank you, sir, weißt nur ein Gesetz ahead. Sagt sie der Malach, Eloi, sag ihm, ich sollte nicht gewusst, was jener hat. Sagen sie, nein, halt es allein, ihr wisst nicht, Mister, wohin zu gehen. Wir haben gelitten bei die Tatesalen, als Glusten darf man was mein. Nein, 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 halt es allein, wir haben ein Anderlein. Efscher Kluft in Amerika gehen, wie Efscher wird man nicht verstehen. Er ist der Maler geflogen, weiht er mit Sorg und ist gekommen, wo man kein New York. Die Amerikaner, die teure Weister, und verreckt, wo Abeilen ist wer. Sagen sie, Thank you, Mann! Was für ein Business, was sie für allein. Sagt sie der Malach, Herd mit Kopf, Covid hat der Mama geht ab. Sagen sie, nein, halt es allein, wir geben ab Covid nur der Jugend allein. Far die Eltern genug ist far seit der Jomtev Mother's Day. Nein, nein, halt es allein, wir haben ein anderer Mann. 
Die Efsche beruft zu die Araber gehen. Die Efsche wird mir nicht verstehen. Geflogen und geblieben stehen in der See, in der Ebene, Die Araber, die teure Weister, und fragt zu Abayon, wie sie will. Sagen sie, gut, Mapsut, er weiß nur für ihr, was man tut. Sagt sie der Malach, Leute, genau, nicht Ganwe und nicht Bluff. Sagen sie, nein, halt es allein, ihr weiß nicht, habe ja wohin zu gehen. Wir haben gelitten bei die Tate Salin. Als Gambinen darf man was mehr. Nee, 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 halt es allein. Wir haben an der Nähe. Jeff Scherper ruft zu die Jeden gehen. Jeff Scherper wird mir neu verstehen. In der Mitte weg, der Malach steht. Setzt der Aida mit Schulach. Geht der Talles, Kotten, der Lein, gut bereit. Hat er sich der Freit. Die teure Hotere mit der Lein und der Mischung lacht Hotte dein. Partner sagt der Heiltag nicht, ich gib bei Karesit. Kein gleiche Porl hat ihr nicht wie die teure mit dem Jid. Beide seien die beste Verein, weil man hat sie beiden feind. In ein Beure gläubt der Jid und kein Schlecht dann kann er nicht. Covid hat dem Mame geht und dem heiligen Schabes geht. Wie der Malach Protest erhält, hat er sich zurückgekehrt und gesagt, euch von Himmel dort, als die Teure soll von Westen. J.M. in the A.M. off of Yiddish Gems. That's called Torah here at J.M. in the A.M. Happy Hanukkah, eighth day, final day of the big holiday. And I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this amazing listening experience. Tomorrow we're on the road, 11 until 1 for a Tuesday live lunch at Aaron's West Orange, 629 Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. We're on the road in December with uh, segments brought to you by uh, Aaron's Casino Farms in Flushing. And Aaron's uh, West Orange in uh, on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. And again, we're there tomorrow between 11 and 1 in West Orange. Make sure to join us. Final day of Hanukkah 5780. Could you imagine? And uh, we've got this one from Miami at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. I want to remind everybody that our friends at Coren Publishers is now offering the Talmud reference package for free when you purchase a set of the Noe edition Coren Talmud Bavli. The Talmud reference package includes all necessary tools to enhance your Gemara learning, including Hamafteach, the practical Talmud dictionary, the Gemara card, and Rav Steinzalt's revised reference guide. The 42-volume set is now available at an introductory price of $1,600 with free shipping Go to korenpub.com, korenpub.com. Prices will go up after the Siyam Hashas. And special for Siyam Hashas, get all of Masechus Brochus for just $30. Koren's now offering the Noe Edition Koren Talmud Masechus Brochus in color or black and white for just $30. Go to korenpub.com for details. Korenpub.com for details. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and AchimSigil.com and the AchimSigil Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up another amazing edition of JM and the AM. Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. Thursday we broadcast from Yerushalayim with World Mizrahi and their beautiful Siyum happening at um, Binyanei Haoma. 
The weather for Wednesday in New Jersey for the CMHS looking good. Partly sunny in 43. We'll keep an eye on that, that's for sure. Have a fabulous Monday. Enjoy the final day of Hanukkah. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.